to Parking Lot Drunk with Sean Burke and Christian Senrud. And we're back. Uh, another beautiful Sunday morning after, I guess technically afternoon at this point. Maybe I shouldn't say the day anymore just to not reveal how slowly I get these up. I mean, it, it's all the same. So it's Christmas 2021. <laughs> as long as you're not saying the specific date and just saying Sunday, yeah. Yeah, we, we're doing this on a Sunday. It, it works. In theory, we will have more Sundays yeah. uh, unless there's some federal mandate uh, outlawing Sundays. Uh, b- which would be fine by me. Outlawing the Lord's Day would be, I'd uh, I'd love to see how that goes over in the uh, the Rust Belt. I feel like that's uh, that's post uh, apocalypse when everything turns back to something and it's all just these religious cults that are like, nope, no Sunday anymore. It's all <laughs> the Lord's Day. Oh, every day is the Lord's Day. You were going the opposite way. I, I was going more communist dictatorship where it's like, no more religion. The state is your god. Yeah. Oh, but and that could be us, Sean. If this thing all plays out the way it could, you never way, know. The way we've been lining it up, <laughs> the way we've been casually, half-heartedly predicting. Yeah, we just don't know. But it's a beautiful day. We've got crime happening all around us. There's a high-speed pursuit. Craziness. They just shut down the entire side of town and be like, "Well, let's see if they can get through here." Yeah, it literally came down the street like 40 minutes ago. Like just. Just like car after car after car. Uh, all I saw were cop cars. Perhaps the um, person in question was at the head of it, or the cops were just using it as an excuse to practice their driving skills. Yeah, it's and always it's weird that from somebody that drives like all the time uh, or used to drive all the time, it was like uh, I always found it really surprising that high speed chases still happen, and I'm like. How is that even possible? They happen a lot. Badly's Poor House on uh, Broadway and Redondo, they have a happy hour for every high-speed chase. Jesus. If, if you go in, it's all happy hour prices while the pursuit is on the news. Yeah. that's. I had a, uh, a TV in my office before the pandemic, and it was like every single day. It's like, high-speed chase, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, how is that? How? I can't get over 27 miles an hour on my morning commute. Yeah. I wonder what the statistics are for because they they say that like what's like if a murder isn't solved within the first 48 hours it largely goes unsolved like i wonder what that happened on wednesday yeah (laughs) that's wednesday's problem but how many high-speed pursuits if they just if they can just just a little little too long the cops are like you know what it's not worth the gas (laughs) yeah gas is seven dollars a gallon whatever (laughs) It's just like the cost-benefit analysis, like the insurance groups. The cops have somebody that's crunching the numbers. They're like, listen, uh, gas, man hours, just if it goes past this amount of time. He's he's just doing laps on the 405. Let him tire himself out. He'll he'll be fine. Oh, but uh, actually that's not the case because I think they've done the, the – they've crushed the numbers and pretty much every bank robbery, the amount stolen is never the amount that it costs for the cops to respond to it. So like it's it's a, it's about setting the precedent and showing that bad behavior will not be rewarded no yeah. matter what it costs the taxpayer. It, it's like the TSA. It's all <laughs> just theater. No one's protecting anybody. <laughs> it's all just a show to make you feel better. It's all a show to protect middle America and uphold the status quo. We are back the working man's podcast. That's us. 
parking lot drunk. We've put down the beer cans. We're taking up arms. And it's a seltzer Sunday. We're so, getting after it. Yeah, it's uh, you know I'm I'm, uh, I'm got I got my thirty day chip. That ain't bad. It's a tortilla chip, but it's a chip. <laughs> that's, that's it's fine. delicious. Um, no, I uh, you know I'm just uh, taking a little break, getting a little drying out. Drying out a Sometimes bit, getting a little, uh, little, uh, little chub off the off the chin, off the neck, getting a little leaner. Seeing what we're doing here, I'm down seven pounds without even trying. I mean, bad. Yep, that bad. doesn't speak well to the amount that I was <laughs> consuming. But hey, you know, live and learn. That's life. But yeah, crime all around us, and uh, I crime in the campsite. Went to Malibu camping for a yeah. few days. Had a, had another high speed pursuit through our campsite. Uh, That's impressive. But it's like, is it a remote campsite? Like, was it? It's off the one, but it's like pretty deep Malibu. It's not like it's like I just got off the four hundred five or something, and then you're like, well, here I am. Like, I don't know. I'd love to know where it started. Because for it to end at Point Magoo State Park, it seems so fucking random. Like, what were you yeah. doing and what were you writing? It, and it also seemed oddly pro. Like, the the person uh, the person in question who was evading the police, allegedly, uh, <laughs> they, like, we were just sitting by the campfire and just somebody zooms up the one lane, like, uh, cul-de-sac or whatever you call it the uh just the, the where you go find your campsite yeah the tiny dirt road yeah. that is not meant to That's, support traffic yeah it's not even a road it's just a little path where you just like oh here's my campsite and then you pull in and then there you are this guy zooms up with his lights off and we're like wow this person's either fucking hammered and getting to their campsite and just before anybody notices or here to murder us yeah <laughs> And I didn't think too much of it. And the next thing I know, there's just a swarm of cop cars fucking coming in and out, like looking all over. And we're like, Hannah was intelligent enough to be like, I bet that was uh, about that car. I'm going to go out on a limb and say these two things are related. Yeah. And uh, yeah, sure was. And uh, the person ditched their car and was off on foot (laughs) in the hills of Malibu to God knows where. I've done this trail 20 times. I know all the ins and outs. (laughs) Don't worry about it. It'd be really funny if this is just how some millionaire gets his kicks. He's just like, all right, I'm going to fuck, like, get him behind me. I'm going to zoom off, and then I'm going to, I've been hiking. I've been trail running. (laughs) It's the Thomas Crown affair of stealing (laughs) cars and driving them to campsites. Just like, oh, this car was fucking dirt cheap. I just ditch it, and I run back home. (laughs) Yeah. See if I can get away. I mean, that's always kind of the thing, like, when you think about people like, oh, I'm going to, don't take this as ideas, murderers, but like, if you really want to kill somebody just to kill somebody, just go to a campsite. Fucking, and if you're going to do it with a gun, just shoot at tents. Like, it's not that hard to do. Oh, Uh, well, that was another thing was like when Hannah was talking about that, I was like, well, there was somebody in Malibu who uh, had a small spree of murders where they just were like coming up to somebody asleep in their tent and just unloading. And I'm not, and I was like, I, I had the thought and she was like, what are you thinking about? And I was like, I don't want to say because it might freak you out. And also I don't know. And she's like, well, you better just say it now. Cause I'm just going to worry. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, all right, well there was this thing like somebody 
killed a family in their tent sleeping in Malibu. And she's like, great. Yeah. I'm like, well, I told you. <laughs> well, now that we're both awake for the entire night. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, yeah, but we got guard dogs. That they, they bark at the start, s- smallest snap. You think they're going to let somebody fucking come up to us? Yeah. Probably. They're probably, they're deep sleepers, these dogs. Yeah. One's sleeping right now. The other one got her fucking bone back out that I put away. I feel like mm-hmm. most dogs, if I'm going to do something like incredibly illegal, like murder somebody, all that can be uh, kind of handled with uh, casually putting my palm out with a treat in it or something, <laughs> being like, now this dog's my best friend. Yeah, unless you got an echo that you really got to work for. She's like, I'll take the treat. I still yeah. don't like you. I appreciate this, but I don't trust you at all. Yeah, I'm reactive. So that means uh, I'm not going to trust you right away, but I will yeah. take all the treats. I've seen this world and people are terrible. I've seen what you people do to each other. I saw what you did to your own God. <laughs> I, uh, side note, I was watching the new Spider-Man movie. Great movie. Yeah. But Hannibal uh, has got a pretty, pretty awesome part in it. <laughs> <laughs> Is he Black Panther? Uh, no, he's the same gym coach that he was in the other ones, but he's in it for like two seconds, but I won't ruin it, but it, it's pretty hilarious. Oh, I want, I need to see that and the new Batman. Have you seen, have you seen this? Have you seen the new Batman? I have not. All I right. saw the, uh, hey, the maybe. Joker reveal where he looks like a former member of no effects. Oh, <laughs> um, fat Mike was at the Doug Stanhope show that I went to oh, two, two Tuesdays, Wednesdays ago. I Damn. was like, there's this fellow with punk rock hair in a, in a dress. Yeah. It's a very, like, the new Joker guy, whatever is the deleted scene, so it's not even in the movie, but he looks like one of those dudes that, like, oh, yeah, he's probably big into the punk scene, like, 20 years ago, but he's got, like, green hair, and it's all, like, falling out, and you're like, all right, good for you. Good good for not giving up the ghost, man. Sticking yeah. with it. Hey, <laughs> the the vibe that they've it's taken with Joker of, like, oh, he's, like, he drives sports cars, and he's weird, like, the Jared Leto one, you're like, this doesn't seem real, but... An aging punk rocker. <laughs> I, I can see that. Yeah, I, I never delved too deeply into the Joker backstory, but it seems like it could be anywhere from, like, millionaire to punk rock anarchist, like Heath Ledger, and it, yeah. it all seems to work. I feel like they just... We need a new guy. Let's just make it up. Yeah, this one's going to be Puerto Rican. Uh, <laughs> yeah. he's just Listen, uh, DC, we haven't made a good movie in 20 years, so uh, whatever. The run and see if it sticks at the wall. Now, a TV series with The Watchmen fucking crushed it. Yeah. I was watching the movie last night, and I was just like, wow, they're just, it's just you're trying, you're biting off way fucking too much. You didn't like the, the owl copter sex scene? <laughs> like, I, what I, is this? I actually love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was fast forwarding to get to. Uh, oh, they're, they're illustrating his. Li- his impotence with literal <laughs> impotence. This is wonderful. <laughs> uh, is that Alan Moore? Alan Moore, you goddamn genius. I mean, great, great graphic novel. Let's yeah. let's it's just redefine the genre. But uh, speaking of, back to crime, real crime. Yeah, back, and back to overzealous uh, crime figures in in media. Uh, yeah, legal weed. Yeah, I you know. How how do we feel about how have we done as ca- in California as an industry of going from hey I got to go get a fake note from a fake doctor to buy real weed to ah fuck it just walk in and give your ID over through the fucking plate glass and then yeah I it, I remember the first time I did it and I, it was like a magical new world where I'm like this is fucking amazing 
I can't believe I can actually do this. And uh, then I just started getting weed delivered basically to see if it would still go through <laughs> and be like, there's no way this dude's going to show up. Yeah. And yeah, he always does. And it's always great. Uh, but I think before maybe the dispensaries were, were around, but like, I remember, I guess it was, let's say six years ago, at least I was weed maps was like new yeah. to me. And it was like, which is, it was a weird setup because it wasn't like one company. It was like one source that farmed out to a bunch of different people where you would. Yeah. It's essentially just your buddy who knows where to get weed. Yeah. But who would show up with a fucking rolling suitcase just full of every product that was currently available on the market. Oh, damn. And you, I didn't even know that. Yeah. And it was it like it was wild because they do. They for sure had guns because like, they would <laughs> yeah. show up to your house with like i assume a lot of money and just all the fucking weed products so it's like yeah if i was gonna get robbed this would be the time to do it but i'm also like wow this is still just drug dealing but yeah there's just a yelp where i can call in and be like oh i want this and then they don't show up with that thing they have something near but it's like fucking postmates or instacart where it's like well we found the thing that's similar we're all out of that but they'd show up to your house and you know a lot of the time they're like well first time customer you get a free pre-roll and you're like you know what? One pre-roll would last me six months, so I think I'm good. Yeah, there's a you you turned me on to Nug Club, mm-hmm. uh, kind of inadvertently, <laughs> and Thanks, that was Tim. that was uh, it was amazing at first, but then you realize like, are they challenging me with all this weed? Because there's no way I can consume this amount of marijuana in a month before my next box shows up with even more. And it's all like <laughs> this this stuff would be great if I had a family who all smoked as much as I did, but. Well, you better start producing, man. Get those kids. Get those kids on CBD. Damn. Just get after it. Well, I'll CBD. just be sitting up at 11 o'clock drawing in <laughs> sketchbooks listening to uh, Pink Floyd. Not talking the way God intended. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I did you ever tr- do the doctor note thing? No. I. It always seemed like too much of a hassle, and I really wasn't smoking back then, so I was like, whatever. I'm not going to go lie to a guy and be like... Uh, I get nervous on airplanes or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I th- I only did it one time when, like, some friends from out of town were visiting. And, like, they're like, it's it's legal. I'm like, kind of. Yeah. So, like, it was such a fucking... It, it was, like, you know what it's fucking joke it's been forever. But, like, this was, like, the biggest... Was like I was supposed to Skype a, a quote unquote doctor, show my ID, and it didn't work. Like the 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 reception was terrible, and I was like, I don't know if this worked. And then uh, I went in, and I was like, I just told them like, I tried it, and they're like, Yeah, 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 it's fine. Come on in. <laughs> yeah, and it seems like I'll, there was a lot of just like filling out forms with a wink. Yeah, of like, like, yeah, we know what we're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Mickey, Dr. Mouse, uh, you at four, four, four Satan street. Yeah. You come on in. Yeah. But, but now fucking, at least in California, it seems like there's a dispensary on every corner and they all seem, I haven't seen any of them go out of business. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I know there was, there was a big thing, uh, kind of in the early to mid two thousands where like LA's, uh, dispensaries like shot through the roof and everybody had one and then la's like uh we've got 
20,000 dispensaries. This is too ridiculous. We have to like hand out permits and stuff and do kind of weird, sketchy things. But um, yeah, during the, the medical time, that was always the big thing where everyone's coming to town and be like, oh, I'll just go get weed. And now it's just like after Colorado made all that tax money yeah. <laughs> and proved that it, it's a viable thing, it's like everyone else. Yeah. All the, the daddy warbuckses came in and they like, oh, I got to have, I got to wet my beak as well. Which shows you that the whole process is bullshit because it's like, uh, oh, yeah, we can't do that. That's that's a bad drug. That'll hurt. That'll ruin communities. Wait, we can make money from it? Oh, okay. No, it's fine. It's good. Yeah. You know, let the working class prove that it's a viable industry and then uh, steal it from them and make and take that, make the permit to even own a dispensary or open a dispensary so expensive that they have no way of doing yeah. it. Or if they can, you prove that they did it illegally and then you put them in jail or These tax the shit out of fucking them. Fucking capitalist right dogs. Right back down to where they can't. There's no upward mobility. <laughs> the ladder to success has had every fucking rung kicked out from the first one all the way up to the top. You have to be born at the top, Sean. The wheels of blood. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just a really stupid, like, uh, did, did you ever see that Bigfoot documentary on Hulu? That has nothing to do with Bigfoot. No, it essentially just ended up being a bunch of weed growers taking each other out. Yeah, but like an interesting thing about that was like, I just assumed like California, we've got all these kind of like, I don't know, bespoke fucking uh, brands of marijuana that have all these love, like insanely designed and overly produced packaging and stuff. And I'm like, oh. Like Lowell Farms? <laughs> yeah. We're like, oh, everything is to a level now where it's like, oh, this is a normal just product thing. But in that movie, it was like all the growers up in Humboldt County, according to this movie, a lot of people are like, I'm not going legit. Like there's so much hoops you have to jump through. You lose so much money. And they're like, yeah, the the illegal market up here accounts for like 80% of what we do. And I was like, oh, okay. That's why like the cartels and stuff move in up there and like man we're not gonna pay taxes or do anything yeah i mean it's essentially the farmer's market system versus going through a grocery store where it's like yeah i don't even know how to get an account through ralph's or whatever so it's like yeah i'm just gonna have a farm stand like on the side of the road and it's gonna be five dollars for a fucking bag of it and yeah it you know like which which is what i prefer let the free market dictate let me buy my 75 avocados in a bag for three dollars along yeah. with a pound of marijuana yeah let me get that costco spinach canister of fucking of a uh, weed rather that, that challenge uh, canister <laughs> the nug club box of uh i i bet you can't yeah but <clears throat> yeah i mean it's i mean even going back to just why weed ever beca ever became illegal anyway it's just like oh obviously this is all set up just because white people were like uh afraid like the, uh, weed was essentially associated with a poor like a cheaper latino working class because yeah. uh, they were bringing it up from mexico and growing it like i think the first documented uh weed in america was in virginia and like hemp was a huge industry back to england for like years and years yeah like, they like were, george washington i think had like hemp fields and stuff during like the revolution and stuff like yeah well it was also mandated by the 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 crown that people in the colonies would grow enough hemp to send back to 
that was like their tax. So yeah. like it was around and legal, but people weren't smoking it uh, until like uh, they were commonly smoking it until uh, the Mex- Mexicans were coming up and they, you know, then, you know, they find a way to make it a racist thing where it's like, oh, which how that fucking they could sell that lie since the beginning. Like, oh, these lazy people who are going to take our jobs. Yeah, because it's clearly nobody, no white people were doing it. Like, if you ever watched that Reefer Madness movie, no one who has smoked marijuana has ever acted like that in the history of humankind. It's like, oh, we we took two puffs off a cigarette and my girlfriend got so crazy she jumped out the window. (laughs) No, that's not that. That's PCP, (laughs) but... Yeah. I mean, it's like the Bill Hicks bit where he's like, every fucking drug story is always the same. Somebody took LS acid and jumped out of a fucking window. He's like, good. I'm glad he's dead. He's <laughs> a fucking idiot. Why, did, why didn't he try taking off from the ground if he's trying to fly? You ever see a goose get in an elevator? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Start from the ground. <laughs> that is surprisingly accurate. Yeah. It holds up. Yeah. <laughs> good. The species just got stronger. Fucking idiot. <laughs> Rest uh, of us can do acid on the ground and figure it out. Yeah, that's you know maybe I can't levitate point. today. <laughs> maybe tomorrow. Yeah, maybe I'll eventually evolve into a way I can uh, levitate off the ground. But for today, <laughs> just gonna have my mind go up there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, starts off being a way to uh, you know cr- demonize uh, the Latino population, and uh, then. In comes Nixon, fucking, uh, who's targeting hippies and blacks. So apparently, heroin was huge for, like, he associated heroin with the black community and hippies. Yeah, were the- I mean, the whole kind of group together of drugs thing has been happening for a long time. Like, I did a research paper in college, so forgive me if these s- sources are so cited you are perfectly. an authority. <laughs> yeah, but the the main crux of that that terribly written paper that I had twenty years ago was basically they came up with the decision to throw it on the list of Schedule 1 drugs or whatever because they didn't do any research or didn't have any kind of evidence. And they're like, well, we'll just throw it on this list and we'll do all the research and if it comes back later, we'll change it. They never did the research. They just put it on the list and forgot about it. And so that's why there's still a problem today. Never did the research, never never updated it. And then uh, once it became a problem with the cartels and everything then you know and even like the problem with the cartels i feel like that's a group in thing because i don't i mean i could be wrong i'm not a law enforcement expert but like the marijuana culture i don't think got to the level of how the cocaine culture was where it's like there's no one shooting up streets in uh mexico i i could be wrong about uh just marijuana no i mean well yeah I I don't have the numbers, and I we're not going to do the research to find out. No, what, but also we're also not making federal laws. So yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's it seems to check out based on my research of watching the movie Blow because uh, he starts <laughs> the off, documentary. Yeah, they start off like uh, with weed, and it you know the violence doesn't seem to come in until the coke because either the there's so much more money or just yeah like, from what i heard it was the price that they could sell it in america is why the violence kind of kicked off uh with coke but because of the the competition to it edge like or 
No, it was just like, hey, we've got this product that sells here for $25, but in America, they'll spend $90 for this. So everyone's like, well, fuck, we got to do that because mm-hmm. America's got so much money. They'll pay anything for this. So that's why the competition kind of went crazy is because, like, I don't want you moving in on my territory in Miami uh, okay. or whatever. Uh, you're taking money out of my pocket type of thing. So Whereas we the, the market wasn't as cutthroat because it was just... Yeah, I mean, like, I'm sure it was in certain situations, but I, I'm not sure. But uh, it didn't get to the level of, like, no one was willing to spend insane amounts of money on just marijuana, <laughs> like, to be like, all right, here we go. Yeah, and also, I mean, you also burn through. It wasn't through, the marijuana that we have today. Right, was, you also burn through Coke a lot faster than, uh, it's it's ex- more expensive and you people use it a lot quicker because it's yeah. more addictive. And, and it's also it's a, got like a tie-in to the wealthy. So That, and it's also like a party drug, so you're doing it and everybody's doing it with you. So like you're burning, I assume using a lot more a lot quickly also you buy smaller amounts like a gram yeah where like and you're buying like a lot of weed is what an ounce so it's like yeah so uh yeah it, I, I mean it checks out but you know the hippie movement and criminal fucking nixon criminalizing uh or demonizing uh weed to these the masses so that just hung around. It's always that weird 60s thing where it's like some drugs were okay because wealthy people did them. But like the pills situation in the 60s, are like, I'll do a nondescript Ziploc bag full of pills, but I'm not going to smoke weed. I'm not a hippie. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if it came prepackaged with a filter in it, then it's okay. If the, the if the good people at Big Tobacco have signed off on yeah. this and done enough marketing and p- had paid for uh, TV spots, then it's probably fine. But if brown people are smoking this out of uh, self-rolled in the back alley of a jazz club, yeah. clearly not good shit. Like, My ego is so fragile already. I can't be associated with people like that. So it is it is insane how far we've not that we're anywhere good yet, but like we've come a long way in terms of like even just like inner inner uh uh in, intraracially because like think about loss or a fucking uh what the hell's the goddamn uh pony boy oh the uh outsiders out, yeah think about outsiders where it's like even poor and that shit's still around and still like there is that caste system kind of thing where it's like poor rich but it's like you ex- it's way more accepting like even just like uh subgenres in high schools and stuff it's like everything's way more intermixed and people hang out and it's more integrated than it's ever been it's not great and there's still problems but it's like in the 50s it was a big fucking thing like poor people were put down like for being poor openly yeah and, you know and i th- i still think in more rural parts of this country that is still the standard like even just going back home to Michigan, I realize how kind of backwards the thinking is of like, well, so-and-so's getting a divorce. I'm like, good. Good for <laughs> them. Like, they're in a bad situation. Good for them for getting out. And people are like, well, they should never have gotten married then. I'm like, so who gives a fuck? Are you saying that places in the rest of the country aren't like they are in godless California? Uh, no, it's weird. I, I just assumed it was the same. It, we're all Americans, so right 
Yeah, which makes, that makes a lot of sense considering weed is not legal yet everywhere else, even though every... That's what fucking kills me, too, is because, like, rednecks and, like, hood people, quote, whatever, like, like the same drugs. Like, this, they, they like codeine, they like fucking coke, and they like weed and booze. Yeah. So it's like, can't we just get together and, un- like, what what's the real division here? Yeah, it's really just ignorance. Like, yeah. just sit down in a room together, guys. Like... Yeah, but in rural Michigan, when you're just like off isolated and with your own type of people, and you have no one else to blame, like there comes the boogeyman. Yeah, I mean that that goes way back of like the Irish coming to this country and being like, "Man, we are at the bottom of the rung." Oh, there's new people we can shit on. Okay, here we go. Yeah, and uh, that's the model, baby. Just keep don't. I mean, don't identify with people. Just be like, fuck them. They're different. Don't come together to rise up with a fucking rising tide of all ships being lifted. Just push each other down and hope that you get one step above the next guy. Yes. That's the key to success. That's why it's worked all these fucking years and why we're doing so great. Why the middle class is thriving. (laughs) I feel like... Every episode now, we just kind of turn into a manifesto. Well, let's, <laughs> we're a, we're fucking, a, we're let's just, put pen to paper, Sean. Let's we're quit just fucking around. circling our, our next group. We can quietly start organizing. We can get. We don't have to be the face of the organization because that's who gets the fucking red dot on their forehead. Yeah. But we could be quietly in the background, just good cop, bad cop. We'll be like the weather underground, but <laughs> less drive. Yeah. I want to get in with Anonymous. Like, those guys seem... I, I just saw a little sp- a spike of they're doing something over in Europe. I'm like, oh, they've gone international. Oh, Fuck yeah. Let's uh, let's get them back and go. They were, what are they, by, off of their fucking uh, spring break? Like, where have they been? Yeah. I feel like, uh, yeah, during that, I don't know, it was probably like 10 years ago that they would do something just to fuck with kind of the villain of the time. And it's like, fuck yeah, these are the people that we need. These are the only ones that are going to hold people accountable. Yeah, they uh, were, like, outing uh, cops that were associated with the Klan or racist or- like organizations. Or, like, here's a list of these yeah. people and their direct uh, inf- like uh, involvement in these groups. And they were just pu- mo- posting them publicly. I'm like, this is this is the checks and balances we've been after. Yeah. We, that, that we fucking need. And uh, But it also had that, like, punk rock college kid kind of vibe where you're like, what are these people doing? And then it seemed like... They graduated college and had to go get jobs. And suddenly yeah. they didn't have as much time <laughs> like, to, v- to devote to the cause. And you're like, no, not you too. Hey, yeah. <laughs> but now, now they're back. Syphilis is back. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. But back to weed. Do you yeah. remember the first time you smoked weed? I do. Uh, it was in a darkened part of a neighborhood in the middle of winter in Michigan in somebody's car. And I didn't get high like the first two or three times I smoked it. I was just smoking like, okay, what's when's this going to kick in? And everyone around me was having the best time imaginable. And I was like, this sucks. <laughs> um, Were you on mood, mood stabilizers? Uh, no, it was like, that was the weird thing in comparison to t- today where like you have a variety uh Back then, it was basically whatever Jeff has is <laughs> is what you get, and yeah. whatever price it costs is what it costs. Like, there's no shopping around for shit. It's like, oh, th- and there's the points where like nobody has weed. Yeah. Like, well, I guess I'll just 
go home and go to sleep. I don't know. There's a drought. What? This well, this is America. They're not drought. We have blueberries all year round. Mangoes yeah. are three for a dollar. There's goddamn cherries on every fucking tree. Yeah, nothing is out of season. This what the fuck? Yeah, I don't think. I mean, this generation for sure is not going to understand like the lengths that people used to have to go to. Well, I mean, w- once they get into real drugs, maybe. Yeah. But like, the going to a like you have to go to a parking lot and wait for Jeff <laughs> for two hours. Echo's very protective of me. I can see that. So we're not protective. Possessive is the the more the appropriate hell you going? word. That's my dog. That's my man. That's my man's. I um, don't want your life. But um, yeah, and there's like h- waiting around for two hours and hoping he shows. And the whole process of having to sit through their bullshit oh, and yeah. be like, "Oh, what's up, man?" As yeah. just a let's get this transaction over. And then he's like, "Well." My girlfriend's baby is blood, and you're like, oh, "This is too. De- this is bleak, man. I don't need to hear this." The worst version of the Pineapple Express exchange, where it's lingerer, <laughs> yeah, fucking lingerer. But now you can just—is uh, it worth thirty percent in tax? Is having I, that convenience? I think it is because there's, again, there's no other real option uh, unless I go get uh, a medical card, which. It just seems kind of pointless at this point. Um, yeah. Because that cuts your tax price down. But it's still the novelty of a guy showing up at my door. Like, here's all this weed you ordered is still, <laughs> it's magical to yeah. me. Yeah. It's like a bark box, only it's for me. Yeah. <laughs> a puff pass. Um, Yeah. Hannah got a bag of, uh, like, shag. It's, like, really low grade. And it's awesome. Because you can just, I, I like, because literally i'll buy one pre-roll from a dispensary and it'll last me six months because i take two puffs and i'm out of my fucking mind yeah once your tolerance goes up it gets a little more i yeah you, you i've gotten to the point where it feels like i'm chain smoking fucking pre-rolls <laughs> I do. but they're minis and they're in a smaller thing so yeah yeah, yeah. whatever you need to tell yourself but uh <laughs> i'm handling this yeah, like the last time I sm- I literally took two hits. I got in the fucking salt bath. Like I just poured myself an Epsom salt bath. I turned on torch and I passed out for two and a half hours, and it was awesome. Sounds like a delightful <laughs> spa experience. It was it was great. Like we should have a heavy metal spa. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on in, bro. Yeah, like take it easy. Put your hair up, or you know, don't. Whatever. If you got dreads, don't come in. <laughs> Put on some sleep, and we'll just fucking hang out. Yeah, you guys want to listen to the new Bongzilla and fucking just zone out? Shit rips. <laughs> we got uh, Himalayan and salt rocks and everything. It's fucking <laughs> chill. We're we're not gonna fucking tell you to stretch or nothing. Just get in, fucking soak, bro. Yeah. <laughs> There's a market. We could capitalize. We just need some capital. TM 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 TM. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trademark. Uh, Man, we have we really do just we are just an ideas podcast. This is a this is a think tank situation. Siri, like we've we've got ideas, and as soon as Casadores pulls their head out of their <laughs> ass and starts funding this, starts funding Sean Burke's drinks of, drinks of the summer. Yeah, dot com. Yeah, uh, we're, yeah, we're gonna get the blog going, and we're gonna just really break down the uh, snatch up that domain. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna, multi-platform marketing. We're gonna they're not just gonna get the on-air reads; they're gonna get. Website ads, uh, Patreon exclusives. Yep. You know, we're, we're going to get there. We'll get there. Eventually. We know. We know. Yeah. 
we're gonna we'll get there right around the time that they reevaluate the scheduling classes of uh, drugs in the, in the, this country because I think mushrooms are still pretty fucking high up there, and you're like, huh, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's I think they need to tiptoe with the like hallucinogens a, a little bit more because then you have a situation similar to that I had coming down here uh, this afternoon, where it's people just wandering in the streets looking at helicopters, and you're like. This shouldn't be happening. Like there shouldn't be somebody in the street staring at a helicopter because it's a helicopter. Uh, but yeah, but that person is put in theoretically stone sober. Yes, they were coming out of a church. And you so, don't. Uh, so you yeah. don't think that's well? That's a different kind of uh, drug. But um. Yeah. Uh. So you don't. You're not saying it's not going to be better if people are high on mushrooms doing that. I mean, maybe. I I feel like. Well, the whole process of decriminalize all of it is probably i mean we're all adults here like that it shouldn't be a situation where we're controlling everything like that well that's my that's where i'm at and i feel like we're we're creeping up on the same point where it i i I agree like i think everything should be decriminalized in a way that's like okay like this person has a drug problem like they should be treated the way like an alcoholic is treated like they need but we don't know what that level looks like because it's not like you're saying they haven't done the yeah. tests they haven't done the research to <laughs> well, really I just mean understand. like alcohol is prevalent everywhere so everyone can kind of get out ahead of that but like if, i feel like if we just tiptoe with uh hallucinogens slowly to get to that point of like oh wow this is uh, so you don't go from not being legal at all to let's have a, a dispensary system with all the, every mushroom product ever uh, concocted ever even thought of yeah. just being with no cap on how potent anything could be that's not going to be a good way to approach i mean i'm not a policymaker, so maybe it is who knows the potential legalization of hallucinogens you're saying that that could have nightmarish uh consequences perhaps i feel like i did mushrooms once and i legit thought i died and i thought that i passed away and moved was, on to another realm that was just your ego bro. <laughs> and oh. yeah i wasn't prepared for that personally and i was like <laughs> wow this is some powerful stuff i'm never doing this again so um but i think tiptoeing is the way to go well i pro- i potentially agree because uh, as as we all know, your ego is not your amigo. <laughs> so uh, that's maybe tiptoeing is nobody nobody <laughs> mentioned that when I was downing a bag of mushrooms and eating gushers when I was twenty two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I I feel this the same way because like that like the dispensary system is everything that's wrong with America as far as I'm concerned. It's like we okay, the thing that people are literally rotting away in jail for is now just a commercially available thing for anyone who's above eighteen and yeah, has the and money. you can't take your money to banks, yeah, like you can't you don't have a system like you'll allow them to be open, but they'll be like, all right, but you have to carry giant sums of money every single night to a deposit box, like yeah, it's a challenge of like if you survive this, uh, maybe you can stay in business. Uh, yeah, uh, th- and the the fact that it's a cash-only business still is like, this seems sketchy. Yeah. And uh, uh, Logan Gunselman, who just headlined our third monthly Tiki Haha at Bamboo Club in Long Beach, fourth is coming the April 21st, if anybody wants to come. But she has a bit about, because she works in the medical marijuana industry, I think in marketing, but like, uh, or she did. <clears throat> and she was like, oh, I have a, like a real job. This is like a professional, I'm like, yeah you know i'm a professional person and then she was uh describing uh 
driving a large amount of weed and stacks and stacks of cash to a yeah. another location. She's like, "Oh no, I'm a drug dealer. I'm a that's what I'm." Yeah. Which it's basically like it's a uh, that's kind of like right now the dr- legal weed industry is just three kids in a trench coat like in a business suit like yeah. yes, I am <laughs> I am a upstanding person of the... Hello, fellow adult. <laughs> I would also like some marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, like, but that's why also, mush- like, mushrooms would be terrible because they are very potent as it is. And, like, people, if you don't know what your your dosage or what you're getting into or, like... Yeah. Like, because so many people, I, I, they're like, I, I can't do it. I just don't know what's going to come up. and Or, like, uh, like at, I, for, I don't th- know that we've... Had people's acid stories are so fucking horrendous, and it's just like, yeah, yeah. How much did you do? And they're like, well, I did eight. You're like, yeah, that's way too much. I mean, it's similar to how people are with like edibles now, or booze, or anything. It's just like America is not a culture that is that respects finding uh, your line. Yeah, it doesn't respect like we continually promote excess like that's oh he fucking got so hammered and like th- like we we reward that like s- time and time again so everybody's like i did more and like on a primal level there's got to be something that d- makes us do that even just like in primates they're they re- like it's probably like something to do with food where like i don't know when the next time i'm gonna eat is so i have to eat all of this as fast as possible but it, yeah there but there are primates where they like they regard uh, a male generally a male because they are more prone to take risks it just for whatever reason men are more the males are always more prone to take higher risks because they're dumber yeah we're dumber <laughs> and we get shit done <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, read the instructions. No, I'm going to run it this as hard as I can. No. Speed limit? No, thanks. <laughs> uh, that's not for me. <laughs> that's a suggestion. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like the other monkeys in this a, a pack will be like, oh, that one can hold his liquor. He like yeah. drank way more. Jimmy of the- <laughs> hates his family, but uh, he can hold his liquor. Yeah, he, he, he will sit around a poker table and avoid his family for three days straight. That's... <laughs> In respect. Yeah. I've seen him at an Applebee's shouting at his stepson, <laughs> but you know, that's, you know, that's who he is. And his stepson's been dead for years. It's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> he just finds a cashier yeah. that fucking has the same name. But he's got 14 uh, Bud Lights uh, yeah. in those giant mugs they got there and he, he he's fine. You know, this is, Applebee's is his therapy and we have to respect that because this is his process. Yeah. Applebee's is a safe space. So we have to, you know, kind of just let him figure it out there. He can't. He says he can't afford actual therapy, and we have to respect that. But also, the amount that he spends at Applebee's week after week yeah. would probably pay He's for therapy. He's constantly talking about the quote-unquote trouble with the ponies. I don't know what that means, but ah, well, you know, it's a it's a race. I'm not saying it's a good race, but we all got to put our money down on somebody, you know. Yeah. Uh, and bet on the fun name, because why not? <laughs> Wear a stupid hat and bet on a fun name. <laughs> Life lessons. The, the the range of dispensaries too is pretty interesting because there are some that are still clearly like, wow, uh, this is a month to month retail yeah. establishment. Dr. Jinx's, uh, yeah, I don't Emporium. know where where you found these glass cases, but I think the, the they got breakaway glass. <laughs> yeah, I uh, like I don't go to uh, dispensaries a lot just because I don't want to deal with the 
awkward physical interaction of, uh, oh, what are you looking for? Oh, teenagers working for tips? Like, I've heard this one up in the valley that my buddy goes to solely because it's pretty girls. And it's like, it's set up as like a backstage concert type of thing where it's like these pretty rock and roll girls. And he's like, oh, dude, that's the only one I go to. And I'm like, that's the last person. Uh, what do you What do you mostly do this weed for? Oh, I like to get high and watch people build cabins on te- television. I'm not telling a super pretty girl that. I, <laughs> like, well, I don't know. I'd like to hang out in the desert yeah. and write music on weed. I don't know. Whatever. I want to go tell this girl in a bikini about my fucking band. Oh, yeah, perfect. <laughs> that's This is the spot for you. But for the us antisocial types... Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go halvesies with Sean on a fucking. <laughs> what? God damn it! What's good for getting high and uh, door dashing ice cream? Uh, nope. Okay. Fine. I'll leave. I'll see myself. Out. Oh man! Speaking of ice cream, grocery outlets really been coming through. <laughs> Vegan ice cream is ninety nine cents a pint. It's fucking great. Damn. This is great times, man. <laughs> Everybody keeps whining about this shit, but fuck. <laughs> and I, as we should, because we got some fucking roads to hoe. As we the got, gas prices go up, everybody knows the ice cream prices go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep me sedate with a nice, kind brand peanut Cold butter. Cold sugar. <laughs> Cold. Just get my blood sugar spiking, and just I'll sit down and shut up. <laughs> I won't be angry. Docile cow. Oh. <laughs> But another reason why they should be pushing for for more illegal marijuana, just pacify the masses, man. Yeah, I, I it's kind of cool going back home and realizing like my parents, they kind of you know like any good Midwestern parents, they kind of had to go hardline on you in your teenage years because of uh, oh he's smoking weed. This is the start. I I know dr- I know dare. We've heard all about Nancy Reagan's plans about drugs and shit, uh, and now they're just like. Oh, what's that? You got some THC cream. Let me let me try that. Oh, that's oh, yeah. perfect. Or like half of an edible and like this is great. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that my parents very routinely buy CBD products in Pennsylvania where weed is not legal is pretty like not at all cuz my sister describes my dad as Mr. Hand from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Just like <laughs> which is pretty spot on just but like i can al- see that also yeah. he's just like just fucking taking a bath in cbd <laughs> oils and shit and he's just, just like it's good for your joints like feels great it really is yeah. uh, i don't know that it's the cure-all that they're trying to sell cbd as but it definitely i put it on before i go skate and i don't i am not as sore as i would be if i didn't yeah i mean like that's that's the other thing about it is like there's so many other uses for it um like my hometown is super famous for its cherries and like these cherry orchards, like everyone loses their shit about. And, uh, I remember in high school, there was like some poll that went out talking about how, if you were able to kind of convert your cherry farm to a hemp farm, would you? And everyone's like in a minute because you can, you can sell the hemp for like paper or like rope and those type of industries, the oil for, other like pain killing minute uh industries and stuff like that and you're like oh yeah there's it's not just one thing that is like oh i've got this group this all these bags of weed that everyone likes to smoke but what else am i going to do with it yeah it's also replaceable in a, in a lot quicker than uh, <clears throat> uh you know it's with paper or other products like you can you can ye- your yields are a lot higher and you can replace it a lot quicker maybe that i don't know how that would work in terms of uh agriculture and ter- like and uh you know taking all the nutrients out of the soil with a 
one one crop, but I'm yeah. sh- I'm sure it's pr- uh, a lot less. It's than quicker than waiting thirty years for a tree to grow and then chop it up. Yeah, exactly. Um, type of thing, but but yeah, that's that's another aspect of like this is stupid. And you kind of saw when Colorado like they're like, hey, we uh, paid for all of our outstanding debt and we made. $20 million on top of that in the first year that they had it. Like you saw all those states the next year that were like, I think it was like seven or eight states put it on their initiative and they yeah. all passed by like 80 to 20% uh, <laughs> voting. Yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, yeah. everybody's well, on board. See, there you go. It takes the one daring person to t- take the risk and then everybody else to see that it's all right. And then here they all come. Yeah. Which is also a stupid thing of like, it's legal in states, but the federal government can still come down on you. And like, that's stupid. Like, <laughs> why? Yeah, and I think it boils down to what you something you said off off mic before, where it's just like, well, this is the way it's been, and that's the way we have to keep it. And like, that's yeah, a lo- this is a proven system. And yeah, I mean, it's broken, but it works kind of for some people. So we're gonna keep it in place because it's better than a system that doesn't work for any per- people or that isn't proven to work yet at all. Yeah, so. but yeah, it's just gotta be like really frustrating to be a scientist in these situations. I mean, like, <laughs> if we do this, it can change the world, and then having a bunch of politicians be like, "Well, I don't trust you." Yeah. <laughs> like, well, America has a long, proud history of voting out of its own self-interest. So uh, to think that we're gonna change that overnight or over the next 60 years is a little misguided yeah it's well that's with it like weed it's interesting because it's like you know growing up you're like well it's gonna be different when we get older because we're all gonna be old and like you know those old ways of we're making the rules yeah we'll be making the rules and like a lot of what the changes that have happened are clearly the fact that like our age group or people like just above our age group are now the people who are in charge and making laws but it's also like you didn't i never expected for such a strong contingent of people holding on to the old ways yeah or it's like it's similar to the daylight savings argument why the fuck do we still have daylight savings (laughs) yeah but then like expand that to so many other things where it's like how could like universal health care or whatever the fuck else and i understand that there are costs associated with a lot of things and like you know whatever you can break it down and have but if you're if you're going with the excuse of we don't have the money to do that it's bullshit because we have unlimited amount of money yeah, look at a military just print more yeah look at the it's military budget every year and be like let's take two percent of that we could do all these different things but yeah I here w- nor there i mean you got to assume that there's money coming i mean there you don't even have to assume you know there's money coming back from the war the war efforts because like otherwise it's there's a just a trillion dollar hole that they'd thrown money in year after year or like yeah where i feel like where's the the return the u.s government treats uh wars as like yard sales of like well we need to make more money super quick so yeah let's get rid of all these jets that we have sitting around maybe maybe the deeper we dig into this corner of uh the parking lot drunk podcast we're gonna get an expert to explain this to us so we don't just completely talk out of our ass but i like that's what you're here for, yeah, gang. You got to assume that it's like, all right, well, why are they so invest? Well, it's because the military companies are the ones funding all the politicians, so it doesn't really matter about the return as long as these companies are getting funding so to go do whatever. Yeah. And so all the weapons get created and all the technologies get funded to create these weapons. 
yada 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 they get left over in afghanistan and it just the cycle continues and they just keep making more money so yeah uh, it doesn't matter that we're funding it and uh, we would rather fight each other over fucking can't, can't say gay bills and stuff like that. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, and there's the fact that there's a U.S. citizen being actively held in Russia and everyone's like, meh, not a big deal. Yeah, one guy. She right? She's a brown lady. Eh, Don't worry about it. She'll stick out. She's fine. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? Oh, guys. Well. We've got the answers. That's why you come to us. <laughs> cling together like wreckage in the storm <laughs> <laughs> and smoke some weed where what, what else how do we want to put a button on this do we want to what, what else what else could we really uh what could what else could we say that we haven't nailed uh i mean like there is the side it's it's similar to like the kind of i'm not sure what the, these tax dollars are being paid for because the the tax is exorbitant i don't know if we touched on that uh when you get like something delivered, you're like, oh, cool, it's 60 bucks. And then you look at the t- total price and you're like, it's $110. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, that's a lot of taxes. But Well, it's taxes and also like the fucking Postmates fees that are just hidden in. You're like, well, there's a delivery yeah. fee and then there's a driver fee for the delivery fee. And then there's also a tip. And then yeah. also here's the tax. But and there is some point of it where you're like, okay, well, we're generating tax money for something regardless of what it is. Like... Maybe that's going to help a national park, or maybe it's going to go to build a tank. I don't know. But yeah, maybe uh, the parking lot drunk will start getting in on because uh, we have the we have the funding to get in on this uh, way late in the game. But like, have strains that fund certain things where it's like this goes to schools, this goes to this, yeah. this goes specifically. Like, and uh, I mean, I'm sure that we could work around that because the federal, like the uh, state taxes, that they're clearly already just get the telethon strain up and running yeah we're just going to start growing we're going to take it back to the free market we aren't going to go through a dispensary system we're going to grow our own quietly based on donations you can come and uh we'll just we'll go direct we'll cut out the middlemen we're not going to red cross it and get the fucking billionaire ceo or some shit but don't come to where we grow or we'll make up a story about a bigfoot tearing people apart yeah and it will tear you apart limb from limb (laughs) That's a real thing. <laughs> well, I don't know. We're at about an hour. Do we want to... Are we creeping towards an ending, or we got more? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like we're kind of just repeating a lot of the, the same things that we've been talking about, but... Yeah, it, It's I a mean, system. It's cool that we're here. Yeah. That it's available, but there's still a lot of work uh, yeah. to be done, but... Apparently, Canada is kind of leading the leading by example in terms of how they've structured it in in terms of social equity and giving back in the taxes and just uh, it's not great. It's not perfect, but it's apparently globally. It's the best example we have. Uruguay is also an interesting one because the president basically uh, structured their legal weed system to take the teeth, like knock the teeth out of the, the cartels. Because yeah. And I mean, like, uh, from all indication, that has been happening in America, too. Uh, it's just there needs to be expungement of uh, convictions for the things that we're promoting as legal now. Like, I don't yeah. understand how that's even a thing, that there's people still in jail for well having, not selling or doing anything, just having marijuana. Uh, you're going to jail for 20 years because you had a joint, but... you somebody on the outside can buy this same joint legally like yeah uh not not great and uh, the uh again 
not to rely on assumptions, but it's either you got to assume that, well, we've put them in a terrible, terrible environment for however many years since this quote unquote uh, crime criminal act. So we can't imagine because we're, we're not designing the prison to uh, reform anybody. No, they're not coming out better than they were when they went in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so either they're keeping them in there out of fear of showing off the, what they've produced or just based purely on the ego pride and being like, we can't admit we were wrong and this shouldn't have been like punished and illegal to, to yeah. this degree it's to begin It's one money-making service over another money-making service that were like, well, we got to keep these people in here because we get paid this amount of money. Yeah, that too. But... but Everything's, uh, you know, everything's figured out. We're doing a great job. And, yeah. Uh, uh, I, but I think the more avenue streams in terms of uh, revenue, the better. Just more revenue stream. Money over everything. Yeah. Fuck people. Uh, leave them. I feel the, like our history shows we've been on that side. <laughs> yes. All right. As as our as George Washington said, money over everything. Fuck people. Fuck bitches get money. Yeah. So. Baba Booey. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Oh, well, check, you know, tune back in next time for another (laughs) well-researched, well-articulated. Just solving all the problems. Yeah. Well, you know, if you got some, uh, some suggestions on what other, uh, worldly problem we should tackle next, just let us know. Um, I'll let you know about the Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) We got to jump through some tax hoops first, but uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, maybe I'll just get ahead of the curve and just, uh, I'm going to get on on the mushroom program. I'm just going to, I'll be making teas, whatever the CBD version of psilocybin is. You got to come up with a fancy name like tincture. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. like uh, the marijuana brands do so yeah tincture i love it's just, i don't even know how to say it but i feel yeah. better let's call bet. it potions yep Ooh, there we an go elixir Ooh. Ooh, i could how about my fire cider mixed with elixir uh you know we'll get off yeah. there i don't want to give a, we've given away so many million dollar ideas on this podcast i That's don't want to just another one for free like yeah we, gotta we should save try to bring in some sponsors like casadores yeah like casadores would be a great one lowell farm since uh, we i really do love their packaging uh the weed i don't know it weeds weed to me but it's it yeah, works yeah. for sure i do enjoy that they have pictures for all the they have like a little shovel this like this strain makes you fucking productive this that's, one's good for sleeping that's uh, kind of where it feels like the legal weed company as someone who's like worked on package design and stuff like that i know how expensive these things are but whenever i get legal weed i'm like what is their marketing budget because this is insane yeah and that just seems like they're trying to like we have so much money we need to fucking just bury it brewster's millions in (laughs) way on packaging and you know that's why i i strongly urge everybody not to buy anything from weed maps because i had a job interview there seven years ago and they never called me back so fuck them yeah uh, go local, buy from your drug dealer. And we need to really build up the farmer's market weed dispensaries. Yeah. You so. can buy plants off yeah. weed maps. But just do that. Grow your own. Yeah. Uh, and then you can make your own weed butter and have that whole fucking thing. Yeah. Well, Liven up your Sunday morning pancakes. <laughs> yeah, your house will smell so good. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, thanks a lot, guys. It's been fun. Uh, we'll be back. Hopefully I'll get this one up pronto, but, you know. <laughs> say that every week yeah you know whatever we'll figure it out uh on any given sunday this could be happening 
But <laughs> so stay tuned. Anyway, don't take Anaheim. We're uh, in the middle of a fucking lockdown here. Yeah, half of Long Beach is shut down, so. So have fun getting home, Sean. Very fun. All right. Well, until next time, we've been Parking Lot Drunk. Cheers. Cheers.